Hello, beautiful people. What's happening? What's going on? Welcome to another New Perceptions podcast. Today's episode is with my beautiful, incredible, wonderful queen of a partner, Ella Grace Denton. She has graced us with her presence for a second time on this podcast, which is really, really exciting. And as you can see by the title of this podcast, we're going to we each sort of pick out five different things that we've each learned um, from being together over this last year. We're, we're approaching our first year anniversary. Um, so we sat this morning and we wrote them down. Then we came together to do this podcast. And it was really, really fun, really insightful and a nice sort of verbal process for me. Um, and also nice to hear the things that Ella's been learning from me. Uh, and of course, nice to share the things that I've been learning from her and we go into things and talk about things like um helping each other um helping each other go through difficult times and what how we've learned to do that um in a way that's supportive of each other um and how we've learned how not to be codependent with each other we've learned and we talked about that and how we're both on our separate journeys um and respecting each other's separate journeys and coming together. We talk about love. We talk about commitment, commitment to ourselves, to our higher selves before the relationship and bringing that into the relationship as commitment. We talk about being sensitive and empathetic and celebrating that. We talk about expressing our truths and communicating effectively and how we've learned that that can sort of bring up a bit of a reaction from our inner child sometimes and to expect that talking about healthy relationships in terms of um not loving each other passively or from a distance yeah there's we 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 dive into all sorts of different bits and pieces and i think you guys are going to really enjoy it um but a piece of news new merchandise is is dropping next week there's a new design coming out it's really fucking cool i love i cannot wait to see it on a t-shirt and have it on my back um that is dropping next week so stay tuned to my instagram at mr ben brown um for ways to get involved and support me in this mission um i'm also going to be you'll be thankful to hear being a little bit more consistent and planned with this new perceptions podcast um uh, yeah we just got back from africa burn so there's all sorts of lessons that i need to put down onto a podcast that's going to be separate from this one um what else i think that's about it so welcome to this podcast thank you so much ella for joining us and bringing so much insight into not just my life but also sharing on this podcast with you guys i hope you get something from it again if you enjoy this podcast please do give it a rating in whatever the podcast app is that you're using it really really helps me and also send me your feedback on instagram stories Tag me in that shit. I want to see what you guys think about these specific episodes. And that's all. Without further ado, here's me and Ella on a podcast. Enjoy. What's up? What's up, everybody? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome to my podcast, New Perceptions, with me, your host, Ben Brown. Um, and today we have the most special of all special guests in for a second round Ella Grace Denton, my partner. Ding, 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 ding. Back in the ring. Welcome. 
Hello, thank you for having me, babe. Welcome back to my podcast. Thank you for joining me on this little adventure, It's this okay. audible adventure. Very excited. Today's topic, we just kind of plucked it out of the air this morning. Yeah, we like, we've been thinking about doing one. I mean, Ben had been for a while being like, let's do another podcast episode together. Um, and I was very keen. And then we we're thinking like, what could we do? We could do like a Q&A or I don't know. There was loads of different things we could do. And then... Ben remembered that in like a week from now, we'll have been dating for a year. Which so, is really crazy. So, yeah, I was thinking, okay, well, that's firstly, that's flown by. Um, I don't know about you, but if it doesn't feel yeah, like a whole year, it's, no been way. it's gone really quickly. Um, and secondly, I was thinking, well, I think that's quite a landmark amount of time Um It's quite an achievement, I think. Especially considering that like neither of us came into this ready for this relationship or looking for this relationship. And it's totally like turned our lives upside down in the best possible way for me anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think we were talking and we were like, okay, well, I was like, why don't we choose our like five top things that we've learned from this relationship over the last year um, and share them with each other and share them with you guys. We started with 10 and we whittled it down to five. <laughs> like There are lots of things obviously that um, we've been learning from each other and teaching each other and we continue of course to do so and this feels like the first chapter of many 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 chapters that we're going to be spending together and learning from each other in those chapters but The first year is always, I think, um, like a test in a yeah. sense. Like it's, if you can make it through the first year, you're doing pretty good. So yeah, here's, um, we're going to go through, we've each written down five things that we've learned from each other. And we don't know what's on each other's lists. So no. it'll be actually quite interesting to see if there's like similar things on each other's lists. Yeah. I've actually written down way more than five. And I know. I've like picked out a I few know, that I are see. like the better ones. I can Stop see. looking at my lists. Sorry. Sneaky. Sorry. Okay. So let's give it a go. Do you want me to go first or should you start? Um, your you, podcast. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, so the first thing I wrote down, number one, the, one of the main things that you've taught me um, very early on is that there is far more to life than just doing things and identifying with the outcome of those things that you're doing. Like, Ooh, that's, that's so one of the main things that you've taught me because... And I continue to learn that same lesson um, over and over is that um, you can't be happy identifying yourself with the outcomes of the things that you just do, like your doings, you know. That's so interesting. I would have never have guessed that. Never guessed that. So one. like, for example, do you think your like kayaking played a role in that in terms of at a young age having something that it was like all or nothing? Totally. Yeah, everything it seems until I, until last year about this time last year was focused on like okay what am i doing what am i doing what am i doing and i would identify myself with those things that i do and even more so sometimes with the results of those things so for kayaking kayaking for me is as something that i can remember doing since the dawn of time and it just snowballed into a professional um, situation for me where I was I did nothing if it didn't involve me going faster in a kayak 
Um, and then if I didn't go fast or didn't win, then I'd, I didn't like, I'd, it would kind of, um, become me. The result would become, I'd become the result. You know? Yeah. And I've, I've watched that like a few times. I remember when we first met watching how impacted you were, whether it was like a good outcome or a bad outcome, it could be something really small. Like even if we went camping and you'd brought all the stuff or you'd mm-hmm. missed a couple of things, how much that would affect your feelings about yourself, like your self-esteem. Totally. Because um, I'd identify myself as someone who goes work. camping. Yeah. Like I'm a camper and <laughs> how well that goes down yeah. is like is part of who I feel like I am yeah. or I used to be. Sort of. And I'm sure that's like a beneficial thing on some level because it gives you that drive to succeed and to do things right. But when like your whole self-worth relies on whether mm-hmm. you do the thing right, I think it can be super damaging. Or if I, basically, if I if I live my life like that, like we would have had many more self esteem breakdowns than we already had. So <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah. So that's that's kind of my first thing that really sprung to mind, and it's one of the biggest things that you've taught me is yeah, just to um, just to know that there's far more to life than just what we do. You know, uh, I love <laughs> that baby. Okay, your turn. Okay, um, my number one. I'm going to go for my number two first. I said um, that personal freedom and individuality is a big part of a healthy relationship. And so that we are two individuals on a journey together rather than just like, well, obviously a unit because we're two individuals choosing to go on that journey together. But in my past relationships, I like mesh with the person I'm with and their well being, like whether they're happy or sad, really impacts mine. And obviously, if you're sad, I'm not happy because I want you to be happy, but I'm also okay with you going through that and learning to like separate me from you has been really interesting. Super important. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. I think that's a key factor in the longevity of um, a relationship, like whether or not it is, is sustainable is kind of dependent on how much you can actually remove yourself from the other person's pain in order to maintain your own journey and, and therefore look after, them. look after them. If um, we're both very empathetic people. And both very feely people. So, mm. and especially with the last year, which has been like a whip, mm. like it, there's been a lot of emotional ups and downs for us in our first year together. And I think mm. I had to learn how to, separate from your emotional pain or what you were going through to be able to like just help you through it whether that was yeah whether that was just like making Mm. you a cup of tea or like whatever cleaning the flat or whatever um totally and you're that's something you're teaching me is um especially at the moment where things are going to be coming up for us throughout our whole lives um, sometimes it's really intense and sometimes we're like we're, we have to delve really hard into healing just to make it through a, a section of your life. Um, but maintaining in your mind, knowing that we're both two individuals on two individual journeys that bring our journeys together, that allows us to um, have a different sort of perspective on what's happening in the other person's life. And And firstly, check whether it's me that's having that impact if if there's something going going on for you that's that's coming up just checking firstly that it's not me that's making that come up Mm. and then not attaching myself to it um 
and actually feeling the same feelings as you really deeply and then actually being completely useless to you. Yeah, I've done that. Like um, in one of my past relationships, the person I was with was very depressed. I kind of think I took on that depression and like they didn't know where they were going in their life next. And I was decided that I also didn't know where I was going in my life next. So we just kind of wallowed together and it got quite toxic. And it wasn't that we didn't love each other. I just think we didn't know how to love each other in a healthy way. Because when you're young, love is so all-consuming that it's hard to separate yourself. And also, there's a lot of, like, attachment involved in the way that, for example, Ben and I have, like, I'd say we have a lot of very similar interests, but also a lot of very different interests. And so Mm. I'm heading off in June for a month to go on, like, a retreat, chanting, like, doing all this kind of, like, weird kooky stuff that I'm really Mm. into. And... It's cool to have a partner because I've often been really judged for the things I'm into or the other person's like, I don't understand what you're into. So I don't want to be with you because like we're not into the same music or we're not into the same things. Mm. And what's so beautiful for me in this relationship is the level of like respect you have for me and what I'm doing and just like interest in it. Like it doesn't mean that you have to be love it as much as I love it because maybe it doesn't speak to you in the same way. Yeah, and it doesn't mean also if I like if I yeah like you say don't love it as much as you love it I'm it doesn't necessarily mean that like oh shit this is this is the end yeah no we're not both into exactly the same things anymore we can't do them like it's cool like I love that I can like I'm quite an independent person and so I love that like I can go and have my time doing that and Mm -hmm. of course I'm going to miss you loads but there's something even more beautiful about going and the other person being like, go do your thing. I'm like, which, go, go, go. Yeah, go on your so mission. Supportive. You know exactly what you need. That's the one thing I know about you is that you know what you need. And yeah, I mean, I'm also learning that when I do join in with some of these quirky alternative methods, lifestyles and methods of healing and um, a lot of the stuff that you've been teaching me and I've been delving into over the last six months, especially, I'm like, holy shit, this, this stuff works, guys. It works. Yeah, guys, there's a it reason really I'm works. into all this weird stuff, I swear. Yeah, it kind of works. Um, um, so then, yeah, I get I get invited, of course, onto all sorts of strange missions. Yeah, I'm like, baby, you can always come with me, but I, I'm just going to lay out to you how weird and different this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm keen for weird and different, but also I'm sure whilst you're chanting um, in a forest somewhere... <laughs> on a retreat i'm going to be doing exactly what i'm supposed to be doing on my mission at exactly the same time which might not not necessarily and it's actually quite unlikely to look like chanting in a forest somewhere i've got so many other things that i need to be missioning and doing which are also very healing and part of my inner journey and doing my inner work but it just doesn't look exactly the same as yours right now that's perfect and that's perfect like that's for everyone all of our Mm. stuff looks different and by you doing the things that you need to do and that feel good for you and me doing things that i need to do we can support each other better because we're both happy and fulfilled Mm. and our cups are both filled individually um that segues really nicely to my Oh, really? yeah what's your next one my next one is um excuse my tea slapping slap that tea baby people love it it's like asmr yeah oh gross (laughs) (laughs) a healthy relationship does not involve one person being dependent upon receiving love from the other it's pretty like a simple basic version of what you just said but um yeah basically not not being codependent and not having to um this is what i've learned from you anyway is that 
if I'm in a situation where I'm actually craving attention and affection and um, the love that I know that you can give me and that I can receive from you as soon as I cuddle up and have a nice cuddle, I'm just like... I just, it's like diving deep into an, an ocean of love and I just, it feels so great. It's like getting into a warm bath on a cold day. It's so Aww. nice. But too much of that without sort of checking why I'm coming back and still like needing and needing and needing affection without it being checked and like having awareness of it actually isn't particularly helpful to my individual journey or yours and vice versa so 100% um we're both here to give each other as much love as we need but sometimes that doesn't look like depend being super dependent so it's kind of about checking in with each other and being like you sure you're definitely not mm. dependent on me mm -hmm. at the moment 100% and also it's like for the other person like it's not always like a healthy energy exchange if one person is which I get sometimes I feel really needy and I want love but Ben's also got like a lot on his plate and it becomes like you can start to resent the other person because of how much they're taking from you and then you feel weird because you're like why why do I why am I not wanting to cuddle or why am I not wanting to do this even though I love that person and sometimes it's just because like whether Ben does it for me or I do it for Ben you're babysitting their pain mm. and so it's like um just being really aware of that. And it's a, like, we all do it and it's a beautiful thing, but um, it's definitely, like you said, just checking in, like whether the reason you're constantly going in for those cuddles or that love mm -hmm. is you're looking to like avoid something that's coming up in yourself that you're missing, like sure. a level of self-love. And having an awareness around that is, is the key. Yeah. Um, but when you go away for a month to the woods to go chant and I'm left wanting because I don't have like the love that I've become dependent upon, that's not a healthy relationship. No. I must, I, and something that I'm working on personally a lot now going forwards actually is learning to love, find that love in myself mm. first um, for two reasons. Firstly, because for the reason we just said that's what a healthy relationship looks like me being able to take care of myself in terms of like um tell myself the things i need to hear and give myself the care that i feel like i need um and give myself permission to do those things as well um which kind of goes against the grain of my old like just work hard just work hard push through push through as soon as if you were to go away and then set like i haven't I haven't got myself into a, a routine or established um, that a healthy, loving relationship with myself, then I'm going to end up um, resenting you going away, which is then resenting you doing what you need to do, which is not a healthy relationship yeah. either. So. That's where like dependency can become tricky, I think. Um, and like, I don't, I, I want to say we've all been there. I've definitely been there totally. um, in relationships where I, like, I feel I need the other person. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like, it's so normal, but I think just to keep it checked in a loving way is important. Um, especially when you're in such a time of growth in your life. Like I'm, we're both, I think, about to start really big new journeys for ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and like, basically, we went to see, um, there's an amazing woman called Tenzin. Do you mind if I bring up Tenzin? Of course not. I love Tenzin. Okay, so Tenzin is a, I don't even know what to call her. She's like, I think, is she like 60? 
she a bit older? I think she's like 70. She looks like I she's 40. Like, yeah. Okay. So she, anyway, Tenzin anyway. is this oracle. Mm. They call her an oracle, but she's basically like this. She does readings. She does readings. I don't know. I don't want to use words like psychic or like, because it isn't. She just knows shit. This woman, like mm. if any, any of the skeptics out there were to speak to Tenzin, I promise you she would blow your mind. Yeah, she'd scare the shit out of you like she did with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, my skepticism um, dissolved pretty quickly with Tenzin and I was like just listening very attentively to the medicine that I was receiving from her. Yeah, and like you can, that's the thing is it's like you, you're a skeptic until you experience it personally and you have to experience it personally. Yeah, it's a mystical experience, isn't it, that you can't explain. <sighs> yeah, so we had a reading, we each had readings anyway and Ben's reading, they said you guys are going to be a part quite a lot this year mm. right? or in the future generally over the over the next few years as we're both like delving deep into our individual missions we're going to be spending a fair amount of time apart is what Tenzin was saying um and so preparing and that ourselves for that yeah we're kind of preparing ourselves for it but also we're kind of we kind of knew that yeah exactly what you said like, I was like yeah because we're both wildcats <laughs> yeah and super like I all I want is for you to be able to go on your journey mm. and feel and know that I love you so much and that you just have me with you always and not like when you never feel me missing you know mm -hmm. because for example we are both like quite strong-headed people and I feel like often in relationships we end up like fulfilling the role that the society gives us mm -hmm. um as a woman I've definitely like I'm not really into that mold and I think a lot of women now are kind of breaking out of that and it doesn't apply so strictly but um I have my own missions. I have my own aims for my life and for what I want to do here. And I know Ben has the same. And so that just means that while we commit to each other, part of that commitment is committing to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I think the nice thing about when Tenzin was talking about that was that she said, this is exactly how it's supposed to be and everything's going to be perfect. It's not like we're going to go on our separate missions and never meet up again. Um, yeah. <laughs> there is a future for Ben and Ella, but right now, um, that is kind of dependent on us giving each other independence. Yeah, and going and doing all the things we need to do to, to support ourselves, so maybe one day we can have a family and mm -hmm. do all the things that we want to do. And when we st first started having this conversation, though, like classic me, I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, definitely, yeah, 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 and then something would come up, and I'd realise that I was actually quite triggered by that conversation and. I was like, fuck, like, that's not how a relationship looked in my mind. And there's a lot of things that um, looked a certain way in my mind, um, in my ideals that I'm starting to realize um, over and over again were kind of conditioned into into my mind and aren't my ideals or or my sort of suggested ways of living life and certainly how a relationship works has had for me has been flipped on its head um so yeah with that being said let's let's pick another one it's your turn mm, um this is kind of linked in i suppose they will kind of melt into each other but um one that i wrote was that true love in this case i believe knows no bounds so like whatever you need to be happy mm. I'm happy for you to receive, even yeah. if it triggers me and it means that I have to work through some stuff for you to go to that space. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of conversation topic, but with anything like ultimately 
in life I just want you to be really happy and it's scary because even I mean it would be painful and I don't think I could do it but even if that was without me if Mm -hmm. if that's what you needed to be happy sure I really just want you to be happy definitely there was that's I, I had that down um something similar to that um which basically what I was thinking about a situation where um recently I've been met, I don't want to say a pain in the ass, but like difficult you. or um just being uh, being more of a challenge to be in a relationship with or I don't know about that. I don't know. But sometimes I think there's a fine line obviously but between like the unhealthy side of it where you're like being a martyr and you're like, no, I'm going to walk away from this for the best of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously not a healthy thing to do. And it's definitely something that I've have a tendency to do, not in relationships necessarily, but um, in parts of my life where I'm like, you know what? It's, I'm just so toxic to this situation. I'm just going to walk away and it'll be best for everybody. Like rather than, <laughs> rather than do that, actually put in the work to make sure that I'm um that my inner self is capable of accepting things that you need to do to make you happy you know so like not letting my insecurities get in the way of you having a happy and full existence as a human Mm. um in this wild human experience that we're having mm. and vice versa. So like you say, you, you just want me to be happy. Mm. Um, well, I'm super happy. <laughs> and, uh, and I hope that also we will be in a situation w- where we're allowing each other for the rest of our lives to be happy and not, not getting in each other's way and, and discovering what that happiness actually looks like. Mm. And when we do get in each other's way, having empathy for it, Mm-hmm. like having empathy for the times uh let's say for example i love dancing like i'm a like if i go out to a party like and i allow myself to like i will dance especially if there's someone drumming or there or there's drums i like lose my mind I yeah really... you turn into a wild animal it's amazing yeah. yeah exactly but i'm sure obviously as a partner of someone who is expressing themselves so freely in that moment, especially as a woman was so often sexualized. And if whatever mm-hmm. I'm wearing, whatever it might be, there might be a guy or a girl or whoever looking at me. Um, same with you in other situations, mm-hmm. but it's learning to not stop me or you or the person Having who's expressing themselves. Don't stop them expressing themselves. So you don't have to see how people react. Sure. It's learning how to like deal yeah. with how, people react to your loved one expressing mm. themselves. When, when you're expressing yourself really freely, it's such a beautiful thing for everybody to behold around you, myself included, obviously. Um, and sometimes it does bring up some insecurities in me because firstly, I'm like, well, weirdly, I'm like, well, I, that's not how I express myself. Mm. And then, um, so I'm like kind of having to um, sometimes hold myself back from, making it my thing even Mm -hmm. um but then also know that people around you are um it's a gift for you for you to present them with your expression and how they respond to you expressing yourself whether they sexualize you or um 
are inspired by you or whatever. That's nothing to do with me. Um, and actually very little to do with you as well. Um, I love that. And, and under, just understanding that is energetically freeing because you can talk all this talk and it's nice to be able to um, understand and have awareness that, yeah, you must express yourself and don't let my insecurities get in the way of you being who you really are and doing what you really want to do and enjoying yourself fully. But when it comes to that actually happening, stuff always comes up mm. and you have to just check it. It's not like your awareness eliminates it. Your awareness actually brings more light to it, more light to it, which can be like, yeah, can be difficult. Yeah, it can be jarring 100%. Mm-hmm. But I just feel so fortunate to have found somebody to share my life with who is so willing to like turn the mirror kind of at themselves and and be aware like of their own stuff as well as calling me out on whatever my stuff is um I'm obviously nine years younger than Ben so I'm 24 which sounds crazy because I never ever think of our age ever I never think of our age I'm I don't feel like I'm no I do feel like I'm 33 I think I think it's just different I do think that maybe this is a broad statement but that women have the opportunity to emotionally mature faster than men. Um, Oh, totally. That's, yeah, a broad statement, but an accurate one. And I think that from me, you learn emotional side of life. And from you, I learn like the practical side of being an adult that I haven't done. And so we both are like learning. Ours is like, let me show you how to be. And I'm like, let me show you how to do. Literally, (laughs) literally, this is us. Yeah. Both actually are just as difficult as each other, it seems. Yeah, and they come hand in hand. So we mm. learn in adulting. It's happening. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Also, it's a whole bunch of fun. I mean, it's a, it's an emotional roller coaster. Don't get me wrong, but we have a lot of fun. Yeah, and we love each other at the end of the mm. day. Like, whatever happens, whatever. I think also it's nice for me as a very emotional person, a very deep feeling person, to be with someone who's also deep feeling. So, for example, if I'm going to get astrological, which I always do. Sorry, Ben's podcast listeners. Um, Don't apologize. They need to get used to it too. I'm (laughs) I'm loving astrology more and more. Well, Ben is a Pisces. I am a Scorpio. They're both water signs. And I've never actually been in a relationship with another water sign before. So for me to be with someone who feels as deeply as I do in different ways... um, ...is like a massive permission slip. And I no longer feel weird. I come from a family... Um, none of which are water signs Uh, mostly fire and then one earth sign so there's I've been the big feeler of the family and always felt like there was something really wrong with me Um, and as I've grown older I've realized no that's just who I am but to be with somebody who also feels the same way it's like if Ben has a big cry or if I have a big cry or whatever meltdowns we're having emotionally. Nobody's like, oh shit, she's doing deal. it again. Yeah, it's not a big deal though. Like, <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I w- Actually, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you to pause yeah. and hold that thought for a second yeah. whilst I say next thing because it's perfectly in line with this. <laughs> okay, so my next thing. <laughs> my next thing I've learned from you is being sensitive and empathetic should be celebrated and seen as strengths. Yeah. Empathy and sensitivity are strengths. Huge strengths. Mm-hmm. Because from that place... You can connect with other people. And connecting with people is really easy when everybody's celebrating. You look around you and everybody's super happy. It's super easy to jump straight in on that. 
but it's really like much more a much more deep and meaningful connection when you're when you're um empathizing and being sensitive with someone in a time where everything is like not great and not being celebrated and um yeah that's that's when when sharing that kind of energy is um actually quite taxing Mm. Um, and so you have to be obviously careful with as an empathetic person I have to be careful with who I empathize um, with with. I mean I empathize with a lot of people but I I set boundaries with my energy now in terms of not allowing myself to um, cry and really sink into a low frequency every single time I Mm. see something sad yeah Um, I had like a realization the other day um i was like you can as as a human being like see pain and hear pain like listen to it but you don't need to feel it Mm. like every time yeah because like when we decide start feeling all the world's pain all the negative things in the world even like family members pain it actually causes us um we're like unable then to do anything about it because we don't hold a frequency that is higher so that that person can actually like feed from that space Mm. you know i think an empath um understands and has felt and recognizes pain in people but doesn't necessarily immediately latch on and have to share you don't have to like feel that pain you can see it and hear it and understand it and empathize Mm. with it and then do something about it if you're not immediately sort of um bowled over by their their pain mm. like i used to be um out that used to sort of be out of my control and now i'm learning that um i can have control over my energy and over my emotions um and that doesn't mean that i don't ever sink into pain um quite the opposite in fact because i know that that's i know it's useful and it's um a place where healing takes place um but I don't have to like join a, join in on everybody's pain ceremonies, you know. A hundred percent, a million percent. I'm so that person. I like move towards people in pain. It's actually why me and Ben met, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, because we I both... saw on Instagram you were going through a hard time, and then I was like, "How's it going, brother?" Yeah, that's exactly what you sent me. Always like lend out a hand or just like check because I mm. understand pain, and I think a lot of people. Uh, especially in the online world, there's not much space for it. So I was yeah. like, "Well, it's not very monetizable. That's why. Yeah. Like, we've all got this facade, this facade to um, hold up to keep everybody thinking that our life is great, so that the um, I think it's the emails be... keep coming in and the the likes keep being liked because, like we said earlier, it's much easier for a community to celebrate someone than to like like to feel their pain. To feel their pain. So if you're being celebrated and feel like your life is a celebration online the whole time people want to join that party left right and center um, because we're all trying to escape our own pain as well yeah. so we look for things that feel good which is fine and and great but like we do need the balance otherwise no one's ever going to heal mm. and we all have this it's like a huge rave where everyone's on drugs and drinking <laughs> and they think they're obviously having the best time yeah. but underneath that one moment of good times it can be like so much unchecked pain and lifetimes and um lifetimes of unchecked stuff and it's like if we just turn up for the party the rest of our lives um can be pretty sore yeah 
and also the part is way better after you've been through the journey of, and the pain and of. the sacrifice to get there it's the same with all things it's mm. like it's if someone game. had just handed me a gold medal for marathon world championships then i would have held it and been like cool thanks but when they put it around my neck on the podium and after years and years and years and years of sacrifice and training and pain that I put myself through to get to that moment, it's that gold medal is worth more to me than just a gold medal. You know, it represents the whole journey. So the journey and the journey is the the most important bit without it. The medal means nothing. Mm. And I think on this journey, when you start to, kind of reflect on yourself like self-reflect and um have a new perception have a new perception t-shirts coming soon (laughs) um you find that there's all these people wanting to support you who are doing the same thing Mm. it's like you're not alone and we often are scared to go to that place because we think we're alone i just wanted to pause because i want you to tell the story of when we were in the hippie shop in in cork bay oh my gosh yes I'm so glad that you reminded me about that. Thank you. That's okay. I was one of the... I'm actually like going to try really hard to not have a little cry right now. Because <laughs> it was such a big moment um, for me and and my audience, actually. being My audience being represented in one guy. Um, so we were in Cork Bay. This is pre-Africa Burn. We just got back from Africa Burn, by the way. We're going to talk about that on another podcast. 100%. It was wild. So this is pre-Africa Burn and we're in Cork Bay, which is a little hippie town, a beautiful little spot in Cape Town. Um, Very quiet, lots of like bohemian shops. And of course, I've got like fistfuls of incense sticks and hippie stuff ready for Africa Burn. And then this guy comes over over to me and um, just introduces himself and says hi. Um, And I thought, okay, cool, because I bump into maybe... On average, if I'm out and about, two or three people a day that watch my stuff and come and say hello to me. And I'm mm-hmm. always super happy to um, say what's up. And I, I really appreciate the love. I really feel the love when people come over and say what's up. So I, I shake his hand and say, what's up? How are you doing, man? And the first thing he said was like, and he was kind of shaky in, in his words. And you could see he was kind of nervous. And he just said, dude, I promised myself that if I ever saw you, I'd come and apologize to you because I've been such a hater to you in the past and I'm just really, really sorry and I just want you to know that it wasn't me, it was my insecurities that were speaking. And I was just like, I didn't, I've didn't. i never had anybody communicate like that with me face-to-face before. And it was so brave. Like it must So brave. Been... I was so proud of him. And he was like, I realized that, I think he said something like, I've realized that like something along the lines of like the hate that I was giving you was actually more to do with my, my own insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. He said it was my insecurities that were, that were speaking. And I just said, thank you so much. Like I, I I appreciate that. It took me, took me a while, took me the rest of the day actually to process that. Um, but I just said, thank you so much. And I've got nothing but love for you. And we hugged and and, then, and then he left and I was like, after processing it a little bit, I was immediately, I, f- I felt relief for him. Um, and in a way that was, in a way that was like, um, it was almost like live healing. <laughs> um, because I know that he would have 
really been thanking himself that he actually did that because now that energy is totally healed and I didn't even realize that negative energy was there. Mm. Like I know that I've been I've been getting a fair amount of slack from people over the last year because for well I completely understand why. Um but never did I ever expect anybody to come and say I'm actually sorry because and that's healing for him more than it is as much as it is for me but for him he, what a, a weight to be lifted off your shoulders knowing that like he must have been carrying that it's around like confession yeah and of course like that wouldn't he wouldn't have wanted to come and apologize to me and, and make that happen unless he'd actually realized that it was his insecurities and his pain that was triggered by my changes in my lifestyle that i've been going through over the last year um and it's it obviously is difficult and it has been difficult for a lot of people, dudes, I think, especially who have seen me so happy and living this lifestyle. And then to turn around and just say, I think a lot of that was bullshit, guys. It's for a really difficult because they mold and build their ideals and lifestyles around um, and ways of doing things around me as a role model. So for me to suddenly turn around and be like, guys, what we're doing is all wrong is really difficult and of course that's going to be triggering a lot of pain um but uh, yeah that was yeah it was an incredible moment in cork bay thank you for reminding me of sharing that and no that was um thank you to the young man so much for being so brave yeah we and were all like whoa and we, it's so funny we were all blown away for the whole day weren't yeah we? like ben was in the shop by himself like over in the corner me and my friend jose were like on the other side and i saw this guy come in and he was so unassuming like he looked like quite a guy who would normally be quite confident in himself. I don't know why he just mm-hmm. had the aura, but I could see he was shaky. And then just the fact that he like owned up to his mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, I bow to you. That's brave. And he yeah. probably didn't even imagine that we thought it was that brave, but oh like God, it stuck that. with he us. He inspired like, me. Yeah. He inspired me to have talks with people who, and apologize to people um, mm-hmm. and go there myself I in my areas so of life. Cathartic. Yeah. It's incredible. Thank you, brother. Much love. Mm. Um, okay next thing next thing that you've learned in the first year of our relationship my next thing is that commitment is a beautiful thing for me commitment was always a very scary thing having said that I've always been in relationships so since I was like 15 I've been in relationships same back to back Um, back to back but I don't think I ever committed because I never I really did always think that that I would have like a really big feeling and even when I was really in love with somebody like really in love with somebody I remember times being like I know I'm not going to marry you like I'm Mm. so in love with you like I really am with your soul with who you are but you're not the person I'm going to marry or like be with like this ideal of marriage as well Mm -hmm. is a whole thing well marriage being the the aim for our society so I was always like looking at that and then when we met um you would like someone it just very quickly became very evident to me that I saw like a big future, like a big long future together in a place where I was never expecting it. Like Mm. I never expected this to be like Ben would be the person that I would share this with. I didn't really know Ben. And actually had blocked me on Instagram. I had not. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. Um, But yeah. And I think the more I like to like when I'm, with a partner sometimes I can like separate myself emotionally from them or like try all these weird tactics that my pain body uses um to kind of stop me having to commit because when you commit you really learn and commitment is growth like um Aubrey Marcus in his podcast he talked about how like 
um a monogamous relationship like a one-on-one relationship with somebody is like a yoga practice it's like every single day you meet that practice yeah you show up you show up and you learn so much and it's so rewarding and at the moment like I don't know I've really learned that in this relationship is like what I give to this relationship I get out of it and what I give to you I, I get out of it and um I think just that commitment for me is such a huge thing and I feel so at peace with it like I'm like wherever I am in the world whatever's happening mm-hmm. I'm not looking for anything more shiny or more exciting or more anything yeah. it's like you are the only person I want to be with and that's heaven for me because I haven't experienced it yeah I think I I in my previous relationships was diving in and falling head over heels in love every time it's quite a piscean thing say, yeah. <laughs> um and so the although i never really considered whether or not i'd want to get married i was always um loyal and to the to the to my own detriment pisces also find it really difficult to cut people off when they even though they know it's time and in a few of my a couple of my relationships we got back together after a week or and then cut it off again and then back together because i i couldn't face the music mm-hmm. um but yeah like you say with this with our relationship it was neither of us were in a position in fact the discussions that we were having were that each of us were gonna be as single as possible for as long as possible when we first met and i was calling men brother yeah yeah <laughs> it was like hey like how are you enjoying being single yeah i just want to stay single yeah me too Cool. Yeah, we were both having the best time ever, supposedly. Yeah, our pain bodies were having the best time ever. I don't <laughs> know. I was just like, I'd come out of a really hectic relationship uh, after two years of like trying to get out of it, but not knowing how. And I think that I really didn't want a relationship. Yeah. That's why this was so crazy. <clears throat> and I think what my previous relationships are, um, I've kind of been going back through and sort of assessing my previous relationships and seeing where there's patterns emerging <clears throat> excuse me and where um this is where things are new you know what's what's old and what's new and what's right and what doesn't work and um the main difference i think that you bring to to this relationship or that is you're forcing me in a sense to like step the fuck up because now that I feel like, I'm like, holy shit, this is what love is. Like this, I feel like my whole life so far has been me trying to figure out what love is. Um, and now I really feel like I'm beginning to understand it. And when you talk about commitment, um, I think it, it starts with like commitment to yourself. So for me, commitment to my relationship with you is really commitment to myself because I know that in order to be the best partner for you possible, I have to be the best version of me possible. Mm. And so it's, and that's the reality with everybody in every situation. So you, I was almost, no, not almost. I was unknowingly choosing partners that I knew weren't gonna, were loving me in like a, in like a passive sense where nobody was going to be demanding that i be the best version of myself otherwise i'm leaving 
Mm. Um, I, mean, I, I promise I don't say it like that. No, she doesn't say it like that. <laughs> no, she cracks the whip. Like, <laughs> you must be. No, but what a what what an incredible situation to find myself in, where I am delving more and more into commitment for myself because I know that it's helping me in my commitment to my relationship as well. A hundred percent. And I think it's like the more present we are in our lives, the more present we can be in our relationships. So whatever parts of our lives we're running away from or ourselves we're running away from, also we like bring that into our relationships. For sure. So we're both growing a lot and we're both learning a lot. Yeah, and this whole like um, concept of growth and inner work and alternative this, that and the other, it's, I can't believe I've, I can believe it because I was very, very busy doing a lot of things for my whole life, avoiding such work. Not even avoiding, maybe just not even knowing it existed. Yeah, but subconsciously avoiding. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of subconscious stuff going on Mm. that pops up every now and then. I'm like, oh shit, I've been doing this this whole time or avoiding that or making sure that this is happening so I can avoid that. And now that I'm diving right into it head first, the, the whole point of this podcast and the reason I started this new perceptions podcast is because I'm literally documenting for my sake as much of as anybody else's because I'm, as you well know, and anybody who receives voice notes knows from me as well, I'm a verbal processor. So like, ben likes I to love speak. to chat about like, I think that's also a Piscean thing. <laughs> We love to go deep with people straight off the bat. I'm like, how long have you got, bro? You'll we get, just you met. You don't even ask how long you've got. You, you'll just get a 10-minute voice note. <laughs> you'll get it. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> love it. Um, so, yeah, the New Perceptions podcast, this is all about um, not just my journey, but my new perceptions, my insights into mm. what I think is now important because I used to think kayaking was really important and the Olympics and winning stuff and... Um, I used to think it was really important to have a lot of subscribers and to be making lots of money and to be doing this, this and this. And now after having tried a whole bunch of those things, yeah, those things are pretty important sometimes to some people occasionally, but this podcast is about the stuff that is the most important to me. And I think to other people who are struggling to find, um, happiness in doing all those other things and then i think if you find your own truth and talk about things like finding your truth finding your purpose and your missions and the missions that you make like the things that you do if they're aligning with your truth and your purpose then they become an absolute joy um and i think my kayaking and my YouTube and my photography and my creative side and like a lot of the stuff that I've excelled at in my life and put a lot of time and effort into um, and have been, um, in inverted commas, successful at, um, have been born of genuine enthusiasm. So they have been the exact correct things that I was supposed to be doing at those times Mm -hmm. to the degree that I was supposed to be doing them to and committing to them. Everything was exactly how it's supposed to be because I would never have been able to achieve those things if there wasn't some sort of importance to them being as part of my journey, you know? A hundred percent. And that's another thing that I'm working on a lot recently is like loving my previous self, like my pre sort of, I hate the word awakened, 
because it's like it's, it's got a, such a cliche attached because yeah you, you imagine a, f- a whole life is an awakening and if you want to think about it as like a waking up in the morning from the moment that you start to leave REM sleep to the moment that you like have a shower that's your whole life like it takes a long time to it, people the word awaken just kind of I think associates with like a quick like oh sh- ah, quick now I got it I'm awake now yeah, yeah. it doesn't work like that there's so many layers to it so awakening is not like my favorite my favorite word but just like gaining awareness um new perceptions new perceptions <laughs> t-shirt coming soon actually would you, are you guys interested in like a new perception t-shirt that'd be quite kind of cool if we made a cool design and collaborate with an illustrator that'd be you rad. always make cool designs thanks baby you see some of the designs ben like works on i'm always like mind blown by I'm, like the things. i'm improving my drawing and my il- illustration that's unreal that's so so cool to see thanks pickle I've okay. kind of gone through my list. You've gone through your whole list? Well, I only had five. Shit, I've got like ten. I know you made ten. You broke the rules. Okay, well, I think it's my go anyway. Okay. Um, Here's a good one. Mm, I've got two more good ones. Can okay. I do two? Yeah, babe. Truth expressed is medicine. Ooh. Don't take things personally. Communicate effectively and expect... An inner child reaction, then repeat. Yo, babe, that's you what you've taught me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what you're teaching me, baby. Wait, let me read that. Truth expressed as medicine. Don't Truth take... expressed as medicine. I've heard that all over the place, but I think it's genius because, and it it kind of ties into another uh, a few other bits and pe- I mean the whole thing ties in. So this is about relationships. Everything ties in, um, but. Sometimes when you talk to me and tell me exactly what I need to hear, not what I necessarily want to hear, that's medicine. Like that's a really hard medicine truth to expressed get is from medicine. like both yeah. for anyone. And I've gone my whole life really struggling to express truth um, because I know that it isn't always what people want to hear. And then I also, if I treat other people that way, I'm also treating myself that way as well. That's really true. So I'm not te- I'm not speaking truth to myself. I'm just convincing myself the whole time that the opposite is in fact true. Mm, that's huge. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's definitely been a huge thing for both of us. Like giving someone you love, like telling someone you love something they need to hear but don't want to hear. And normally you'll get like Ben said, an inner child reaction, which is their like kickoff. So like if Ben was confronting me about not washing up enough, <laughs> for example. Every day. Every day. Jokes. <laughs> Jokes, getting better, getting better. <laughs> getting better, I swear. I'm trying. Um, but let, he would ex- he's, needs to tell me that so I can grow, but he would expect a reaction from me that is like, I'm reactive, I'm defensive. Because mm. I like... It's like me growing. It's growing pains. Well, nobody wants to be told that they don't do the washing up enough. Everybody likes mm. to be told that they're doing everything perfectly and that they're really with busy everything to live in life. With. Mm. Yeah, and with everything in life. Yeah. You want to be told that you're doing everything perfectly. Yeah, and the first thing I get back usually is like, "Well, you didn't do the washing up also this one time." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it in a child reaction. And so it continues. Yeah. But then you just keep repeating and learning from that place. Mm-hmm. What's a good inner child reaction that 
I give you to some medicine that you recently have given me? Um, you're putting me on the spot here. Any you can think of? I'm trying to think right now. I'm pretty perfect, so it's... <laughs> I think sometimes... I don't know exactly what I'll say, but maybe I'll make a comment on how you're dealing with something emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think you're learning to take time to process things, but sometimes Ben will be feeling something and I know he's feeling something, but he won't say anything. Yeah. So he'll like become quite like disconnected or I feel this energy mm-hmm. and I start wondering if it's me, but it's not. And then sometimes when I point that out, the reaction I get is like, either this is like, just how I process things. Yeah, this is just how I, how I yeah, process yeah. things. Or it could be like, uh, I'm working out which parts of myself I want to leave behind. Like, I don't mm. know. You know, sometimes that defense yeah. the defense mechanism can be like, this is a part of me I want to keep. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get you to get rid of anything. Yeah. Like, that defense of like trying to protect. It's quite clear that's not serving yourself you. from growth. Yeah. Sometimes we all mm-hmm. kind of do yeah, that. The, yeah. Protecting yourself from growth is a real thing. That's crazy because like on the other side of growth is more happiness, but mm. sometimes we protect ourselves so much because we think the growth is going to be so painful and what actually becomes more painful and more stagnant is not growing. Yeah. And it's the, I go through it fairly frequently because it is difficult to understand like what parts of me uh, I do serve me and what parts of me aren't serving me and what parts have served me in the past and what parts haven't mm. served me in the past. What do I keep? What do I leave behind? It kind of feels like I'm mm. um, having to pack for a really long journey and I can't take everything with me. Um, <laughs> it's, it's weird um, to think about the idea that like I'm going to drop something completely. Mm. Um, and you teach me in that way. It's like also sometimes if I call Ben out on something and then he's like, no, but what about this? And then I kind of get it thrown back in my face and realize that actually I need to learn something. So it's like, mm. what's nice is that we're both aware that this process is happening of like learning, growth, sharing. Um, and so it's no biggie if there's like a little bit of a disagreement or a little bit of a like, yeah, disagreement in things yeah. because it's that like resistance and that uncomfortable space and that kind of like friction mm. that is causing this ultimate growth, making us both happier within ourselves and with mm. each other. That's a good example I found uh, in my memory, if you want one. You remember when we were at Mojo the other day? Mm-hmm. Mojo is like a big market with loads of different food stalls. Just down the road from us. We were all there getting food, getting dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think we just got back from the UK and I was on the verge of tears for pretty much the whole morning. Just, I don't know, can't remember why, um, but I ordered my pizza and then I sat Mm. like, like scrolling through some message requests on Instagram, like reading all you guys messages to me. And that's sometimes where I dip in for a little bit of love and I'll go and find a couple of messages that are really nice and read them and be like, okay, okay, everything's good, people do like me. <laughs> and um, you came straight over to me know- knowing that I was having a bit of a morning mm-hmm. and you were like, don't self-sabotage yourself, don't go into your messages, don't self-sabotage. And I just looked to you and I was like, I am not <laughs> self-sabotaging. <laughs> ah! I was like, I have awareness now. You told me about awareness, now I have it. <laughs> now go away. Now you've ruined it. And then I went and had a cry. 
such a good reenactment oh it was so stressful so funny though and i'm like oh and then i'm like did i say something wrong is it so you're just trying to help because you're like please don't self-sabotage but i'm like let me (laughs) do my thing let me have a cry yeah (coughs) and then in the end i made we triggered the cry anyway so it's all good but anyway (coughs) get it baby it's okay now because i did a cough oh it's okay uh, <clears throat> okay if you could sum up hang on, hang on. are you gonna pause i only have a little bit left in there I actually sometimes on the podcast that I listen to like when people like doing their things because I feel like it's... You think we should just leave this all in? Yeah, because I do... Okay, great. That means I don't have to edit it. Yeah, but I feel like it's like you're in the room and they are in the room with us. I got a little bit overexcited reenacting that moment. (laughs) I love it. And now I've got a tickly throat. Welcome to real podcasts. (laughs) Unedited. Yeah. So I was going to just say, if you could give one word right now how you feel in our relationship after very nearly one year what would your one word be confidence Hmm. i didn't really think that through no but i loved that i love how (laughs) quick that came through for you i mean there's obviously multiple words that i'd love to string together but no i like that no confident i'm super confident in our ability to together tackle anything i feel like we can take on anything mm-hmm. i feel an universe that's not an invite to give us anything <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just very confident in um that i'm confident that this is the right thing you know sometimes mm. when you get into a relationship and you having um if there's a bit of a lack of awareness and you're triggering each other's inner childs and having little arguments and not understanding why all that's happening you can take it super personally um which was another one of my thingies (laughs) (laughs) that i wrote down another another thing that i've learned um let me let me let me find it basically not to take things personally and um yeah like i was saying when if if in a in a relationship people are biting heads and they they lose confidence in the relationship because there's conflict and of course there's always going to be conflict if there's no conflict um that's a red flag in itself there's nobody's perfect and there's there's going to be moments where you're going to be feeling some kind of resentment for the other person and it's usually your pain or your inner child that's coming up um but to have confidence in a relationship whereby you know that that stuff will come up, but it's supposed to. And even when it does, like it's easier said than done. But let's say you have a disagreement. And obviously in this podcast, it probably sounds like we have a lot of those. But like this year has really been a tumble dryer for us working mm-hmm. out our own stuff. Um, but let's say you have a a disagreement or an argument or like something comes up, one of you gets triggered. It's not going to immediately be resolved because it takes time for that person or one person to really work out like where did that come from where did that come from is that my shit is that your shit and so sometimes you end up in bed 
facing opposite ways at night mm -hmm. and I'm really uh, one of the biggest pieces of advice my grandma gave me I once like emailed her and was like if you could give me like what are your biggest pieces of advice in this life she said never go to bed on an argument like just sort it out or at least like have like a safe word because so the other person knows because I sometimes used to get in a panic if I had an argument with someone because mm. I, in my household I didn't see very many arguments and that wasn't necessarily a good thing mm -hmm. um you know we all nothing's perfect because you didn't know how to resolve them no I just wasn't ever around arguments because my parents were very steady but also like I think did that very separate from us which was really good because we were very sheltered but also didn't give me an the ability to handle them. Mm -hmm. So when I used to have arguments in partnerships, I get really freaked out that the other person was going to leave me. I thought it was like the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Even with friends, friends, like still to this day, I struggle to have arguments or disagreements, sure. which come from sometimes speaking the truth. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's just a natural part of growth. And obviously if it's happening all the time, 24 seven, and you're really clashing with each other, you'll know if you have the feeling that it's not the right person or it's not the right place, then, then, you know, take a step back and, and really look at that and, and make a move from there. But I think for me, I have such a deep knowing that this is the right thing, that those conflicts, um, I just, I literally just see them as growth. Yeah, they're part of the healing process. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's important to mention that we don't actually argue like cat and dog. We, we just, really don't. we just <laughs> love, we, I think it's the, the kind of the medicine of this podcast is to discuss the not so easy parts of a relationship mm. um, as well, which is this topic of the things that we've learned from being together. It's like, mm. yeah, there's loads of really nice things that I've learned, but the, the, the real juicy stuff that Ella's taught me and that we've been learning together comes the hard way comes that yeah arrives in ways that aren't necessarily comfortable mm. and like yeah. we were talking about it and i remember you were saying like it's so crazy because this has been both the best and like quote unquote the worst or the hardest year of my life mm -hmm. like it has that duality to it you know totally. like the hardest year of my life and the easiest year of my life in like yeah. for sure it's been the hardest because i've been putting a lot of faith in um faith in sort of practices and lifestyles and things that we that we do now that are second nature to me now that before to me were completely weird and you wouldn't have been my friend if you did that near me because <laughs> I was so skeptical and um I was I was that guy that you need I needed proof give me facts like what does science say about it like, I was totally sold down the road <clears throat> And thanks to partly my education, um, mm -hmm. sort of eliminating all other options. Um, so in that regard, that the submission has been um, bittersweet. Um, it's been a really difficult submission. But once I have, when I do finally sort of let go and allow myself to not know stuff it's okay to not know things um then it's sweet um and then life flows a lot better and you learn a lot more um but yeah it's been a year you can say that again we're gonna have a good little celebration aren't we yeah i want to have a, we need to work out what we're gonna do maybe we should go camping yeah we should do something 
Let's after Africa burn, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like after <laughs> Africa burn, I'm like, I don't want to go camping. Yeah, I want to go somewhere luxury. Um, Africa burn, by the way, is um, an art and music festival for a week. For a week in the in desert, the Karoo Desert, in, which is like five or six hours away from Cape Town, but there ain't nothing there but dust. And they don't like, it's not like a festival where they provide you with food or even water. You have to bring, be totally self-sufficient. There's no money. And so you work in the way of gifting. So if, let's say we ran out of loo roll, we needed loo roll. You go and gift someone who has loo roll something and they might give you loo roll. Um, mm. so it's, it's a, a really, really, really beautiful, interesting, yeah. huge community. Um, yeah, it's like, it's Burning Man, but the Africa Burning Man. Yeah. It's um, a lot less commercial, I hear, compared to Burning Man. And certainly, I mean, there are a whole bunch of people taking photos and there's a lot of people capturing moments at um, Africa Burn. There's a little bit of Instagram culture there, which is discouraged. And certainly when I was dressed up in my wild, couple of wild outfits, people would just walk past me and hold their phone up, look at their phone, not even look at me, take a picture of me and walk off. I'm like, you're not even going to ask me like my name. You're just going to take a picture of me and my outfit. They didn't even connect eyes with me. They didn't even make eye contact with me a couple of the times. It's really strange. So don't do that if you go to festivals. But um, this isn't the Africa Burn podcast. But what did we learn as a couple at Africa Burn? Maybe that's interesting. Maybe uh, that's last. like a whole hour That's podcast. a whole like three hour podcast. I think maybe we can save that. Well, I don't know. But like I would love to like really delve into that because that was a lot for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, incredible. It, it was more of the same, though. Honestly, what we said in this podcast about growth, and it mm-hmm. was just that again and again and but again. But in the desert scenarios. with wild outfits. Desert, <laughs> wild outfits, like camping, food, dust, mm-hmm. dust storms. It was, it's like a fast track learning. Yeah, it was a test. It yeah. was a real test. And even like the week before, because we had to get everything prepared. Mm-hmm. And like, it was stressful because we had friends staying and like. Yeah, we were hosting there. people as well. So it was, um not just the same as going on your own but yeah if anybody was considering going to africa burn next year definitely come through i would highly recommend it it's not easy but because it's not easy the people that actually make it through and get there uh, i meet some of the most incredible humans Mm. and some of the most inspiring conversations with people that you never even knew existed mm. it's in all the about desert. like real deep human connection and taking yeah. away like our phones and you have no signal for a week which is amazing that was beautiful highly recommend taking a week offline oh, highly if highly, you can highly. afford it yeah it was really really valuable how strange though the concept that we think we're free in our lifestyle and what we do but we actually need the internet we're not we're like slaves to the internet to earn yeah. our money aren't we it gave me like a whole new perception on that because I came back and I was like, I love the internet because I can use it. Like I can literally use it yeah. to build positive community, to make connections, but like use the internet. Don't let it use you. Totally. It was like the big thing I've come back with. Really? And I still find that hard because you'll see like I'm sucking into my phone sometimes and I'm like, damn it. Same. It's using same, me again. Same. It wasn't quite as much of a shock as, as last year coming back to the real life. Last year's Africa burn was quite different. It was just before we met. So this is my second Africa burn. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it took me a whole 24 hours to recover rather than three weeks last year. You went hard. Yeah, and then uh, all sorts of 
um, huge chunks of my life started dissolving around me for many months to come after that Africa burn. And not necessarily because of Africa burn, but it was sort of marked the um, the beginning of the end. Mm. And obviously also with our like one year coming up now, mm-hmm. like this is the time we met. So yeah. we, we decided to get together, like really be together. Yeah. It was like three weeks after Africa burn. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. Baby, Happy thank anniversary. You thank you, baby. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast again. No, I love it. I got so much amazing feedback from um, from the last one we did together, our first one. Mm. Um, and won't you take this opportunity, please, to tell my people about your podcast? Aww. Because your podcast is way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's Just different. very different. Um, my podcast is called Rewilding. You can find it on any podcast platform, Spotify, whatever. And it's specifically aimed at women. Um, but also men can get a lot from it if you want to learn. I've been listening to the podcast and I get a lot from it. Trust me, guys who are listening out there, you want to listen to podcasts that are for women. It will help you understand them or at least give you some kind of shed some kind of light on the mystery of the woman. Yeah, I promise you, they're probably really (laughs) great for that as well. Um, but yeah, I focus mainly on helping people come back to themselves, their true essence, who they are and, um, kind of the process that me and Ben have been on of rewilding. It's like Ben's been rewilding. Yeah. I've been rewilding. (laughs) You've been rewilding me and I'm rewilding myself. Mm. Um, but some of your podcasts and the guests that you have on them are super insightful, incredible human beings and your, your whole format and everything that you're doing there is amazing. Thank you. Um, so definitely go and check out Ella's podcast. Yeah, come have a good time. It's, it's really fun. Rewilding. By Ella Grace Denton. By Ella Grace Denton. Thank you, babe. Um, nice checking. Yeah. Thank you so much for that insightful conversation around the things we've learned over the first year together. Um, as always, guys, please do send me, tag me in your Instagram stories and let me know what you think of this podcast. Give me feedback. I want to hear all about it. And um, yeah, don't forget to go and check out Els on the old Instagram and go check me out on the old Instagram. That's kind of where I'm doing most of my content at the moment. Um, generally, my plans are, because I know I need to like keep you guys up to date a little bit with what's going on. My plans are for the next couple of months to stay in Cape Town and shoot and work and get into routines. So that's what you'll be seeing on my Instagram. If you come and follow me, check it out. Um, thank you, everybody, for all the continued support that you show me. And stay tuned. I know I keep saying it for more merch. There's some coming soon. Um, hopefully next week. It's really, really nice. It's looking like a really cool like, design. Guys, I can't I can't say it enough. The design <laughs> is really nice. Thank you so much, baby. Okay. This is the end of the podcast. I love you guys so much. Peace. <laughs>